The Packers just cleared almost $30 million in salary cap space. Are they preparing something? Plus, our latest mock draft Monday as we head toward the combine. Plenty to get excited about on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats Your team. Cobb. Every day. Touchdown! We're Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. First, it was Aaron Jones. He took a pay cut. He didn't just restructure and add a void year. He took a pay cut, saved the Packers 11 plus million dollars on the cap this season. Remember, salary cap savings, when we're talking about turning signing bonus or or an option bonus into signing bonus or turning base salary into sign, all these, these accounting tricks, The Packers still have to pay the money. The players still get the money. You can only do that with money that is guaranteed. Or if you be if you guarantee it, the player automatically gets it. So. Let's remember that it's not true savings, it's salary cap savings. All of the details are mostly boring. Truly. Like I respect anyone that could do like a a over the cap. And Spot Track, they have salary cap podcasts. God bless them. Be- and, and I understand why, because a lot of the details and the nuance and the minutia, if that's what you want, it's really useful. If you want to understand that stuff, I have certainly gone to um, people that I know, someone like Joel Corey, who was on the show, former NFL agent, who now writes a lot about contracts for CBS Sports, or Andrew Brandt, who's been on the show before. I'll go to them and be like, can you explain this to me? Like, I'm I'm in this every day trying to figure this stuff out. And so I understand. I don't want to dive into all of that stuff every time. But in this case, it is important that we understand what's going on here. So Aaron Jones actually took a pay cut. And then they added a void year to his deal. Save them over $11 million. Preston Smith and Jair Alexander. This was conversions. So you have, there's roster bonuses, there's option bonuses, there's all kinds of ways that you can add money. And really what what this is, is their pivot points. Either this guy is on the team and you're pressing that button and spreading the money out, or he's not and you're not paying that bonus and it's bye-bye. Those are really the options that you have. Now in the case of Jair Alexander, you know you're gonna spread that out it's just a matter of, you know, you don't always want to do it up front. Some of the times it's just a cash thing. Like you get $40 million signing bonus up front. That gets to be spread out. Why not make it 50 if you're going to have a $9 million bonus in year two of the contract? Well, because you can do the same thing. And 
And this is important. The Packers didn't have to pay that money up front in year one, and it didn't go on their cap in year one. So you you hit it later in the contract. Now you spread it out. And the Packers have now gone from over the cap. They're $6 million under the cap. Now they still have a ways to go because you're going to need four or five to sign your draft class. You're going to need four, five, six, eight in um, a rainy day fund for the season. And remember, doing something like trading Aaron Rodgers, we're going to talk about what this all means, costs you money, costs you more money on the cap because that dead cap money is $9 million more than just the regular salary cap cost for the Packers this season. But people freak out about some of this stuff. And there's hand-wringing and there's pearl-clutching. And I talk about this all the time. It's one of the things that I think even people in the media sometimes don't understand about this. Having good players continue to play for your team and paying them like really good players, totally fine. Totally, totally fine. Now, the Aaron Jones situation, you had to get him to take a pay cut. But the understanding was, you're just going to be cut if you don't do this. And I don't think the Packers ever even had to threaten that. It's implied. The agent knows, the player knows. Look, if you don't take this, you're probably going to get cut. You can have those conversations candidly. And you hope agents are being upfront with players about stuff like that. So that the teams don't have to be. That's kind of an agent's job. So, or if, certainly if you're a team, that's what you hope an agent is doing. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say it's always what an agent wants to do. Um, the agent wants to do what's best for the client. But in this case, Aaron Jones was not going to probably get a contract like the one he got from other teams. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. It's worth more to Green Bay. But when you, when you do this with Jerry Alexander, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, it's they're like the idea that, oh, kicking the can down. No, he's going to be on the team in two years, three years. So who cares? And what what gets problematic is what happened with Zedaria Smith, for example. He was a really good player for Green Bay. But they end up releasing him because they reworked the deal. And then, you know, it was more than just. The, the cost, if you were a happy, healthy, energetic part of the, the organization, they probably would have found a way to keep Sidarius Smith. That's not the situation. And by the way, he is probably going to be cut for a second time in two seasons by the Minnesota Vikings, despite being productive. He was productive in Green Bay. He was productive in Minnesota. They're both going to cut him. I'm just saying, right? Like, if everything were great, you wouldn't have to do that. What you don't want to be in a position is like the Packers were with Jimmy Graham, where you're moving on from a player, it, both because he's expensive and not good and incurring dead cap. That's the problem. So if you have good players and they're costing you money, that's fine. Even if you're overpaying. Even if you're overpaying them a little, that's fine. 
They're someone like Preston Smith, Aaron Jones. We're going to talk about Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari. There's so much value to having those guys on your team that go beyond what's on the field anyway that I just pay your good players. And, and the, when you have good players, it allows you to have these contracts where you have money to move around to free up. Like the Chiefs are going to be reworking that Patrick Mahomes contract forever because they can. And because no matter how much money you add to the back end, it's fine because it's Patrick Mahomes. So I, I think that's where I want to start. And I think that's the most important part of all of this is for the Packers. This is not some like Ponzi scheme. They want to keep Aaron Rodgers. Or they don't. Who cares? Aaron Jones is going to be on the team. Whether Jordan Love is the quarterback or not, they want Jair Alexander on the team. And so moving the money around, some people get a little like, well, you have to pay the bill in the future. Yes, you do. But there's no money in the future. You're not paying Aaron Rodgers. And right now, unfortunately, you don't have other superstars coming down the pike that you have to pay. Like who, I mean, Rashawn Gary, you have to pay. After that, I mean, you've got three more seasons of Christian Watson. Unfortunately, not, not five. You don't get that fifth-year option. They could have taken him instead of Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. I'm not going to get into that. But that honestly, that is something we're going to discuss at some point because the fifth-year option on a receiver, given where these receiver contracts are going, if Christian Watson is as good as I said he was last week, it's going to be a miss. Because who cares if you're four years for Devontae Wyatt versus Christian Watson? Like that that fifth-year option is going to be so huge. And I don't mean money-wise. I mean important. That's going to, it's going to be a mess. But so what, what, are they, what can they do now? Nothing is the answer. They have to do more. They still have to do more. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about that when we come back. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if you don't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I, I saw the Bucks to win the title bet at the All Star break. It was. Four to one somewhere in there. And I was like, well, they'll go on a little two or three game losing streak and I'll be able to get it at five to one, six to one. And now, of course, you know, they, they keep winning and they're on a 14 game winning streak and those odds are only getting shorter. And I'm like, OK, I got to I got to figure something out. So now I'm like, OK, who can I put together with the Bucks to win the title? And I'm like, OK, Bucks Clippers at 15 to one to be the NBA finals. What, but did I bet that? Yeah, I did bet that. So don't miss your chance. To get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official Fanduel sportsbook partner of the NBA. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL Draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft where you can get your podcasts or on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single 
freaking day. So a lot of people saw this move and were like, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean for Aaron Rodgers? What does this mean for Aaron Rodgers? What does this mean? Oh, oh, this, this is proof he's coming back. They're moving this money around because that means that whatever. No. This had nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. And here's why. If Aaron Rodgers is coming back, then I think you probably have to assume some sorts of other moves are going to be made. You have to bring back Randall Cobb, probably. Maybe you have to make some other kind of move. So you're going to need to clear the space. If he's not coming back, you have to clear an extra $9 million because that dead cap comes quick, fast, and in a hurry. $40 million plus dollars on the cap in dead money, no matter what, no matter what, it doesn't matter what they do with the rest of the contract, no matter what that money is, is happening because it's money they already owe. It's guaranteed money, signing bonus money, spread out all that stuff. So unless Rogers is going to pay it back, he's not, but they do have mechanisms to save some more money. They also need to have money for their draft class and their rainy day fund. So yes, they're 6 million under, that'll cover the draft class, cool. And it is, the, the, the timeline is important here too because they just need to be under the cap by March 15th, by the new league year. They're well under that. So it does, you know, I get why people are starting to connect the dots because you, you don't need to be six million under unless you have something up your sleeve or unless you think there's an opportunity, a player you might like, like Robert Woods, for example, gets cut, you want to pay him or you have a player that you want to, you want to sign off the street, all that stuff, guys, you can sign right now. I get it from that standpoint, but you have to clear the money no matter what. And with David Bakhtiari, they can clear even more. With Kenny Clark, they can clear even more. A Rashawn Gary extension, they could clear even more. They could clear easily another 20 million in salary cap space and have not, now you have 25, let's say, million in cap space, let's say, you want to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Now you can do that. Rodgers coming back. You figure it out. Maybe you, maybe you rework the deal, you know, on, on Aaron Rodgers this year. Now he's he's got nothing to rework in terms of base salary. So there's not really anything you can do with his cap hit this year. Because most of that cap hit is coming from bonus. But maybe there's stuff you can do with other players. You want to bring in a DeAndre Hopkins. Like the that salary cap space is accounting for the 30 plus you're paying Rodgers, right? So you you have to think about the added cost. It's gonna cost probably nine or ten, no matter what you do. If he comes back and you trade for Brandon Cooks, that costs money. So let's not read too much into it. I do think though, there's some some wisdom 
We, we talked to Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus last week. And I said, how does your approach to the offseason change if it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love? I don't, I don't agree that the answer is it doesn't. I think it changes your urgency. I think it changes what you might be willing to offer. I think it changes potentially how you approach trades and those kinds of things. But it could also change how you approach free agency. Do you, do you feel comfortable making a longer-term commitment Knowing that in a year, that $40 million comes off the books. Now, you probably have to pay Jordan Love. But he's going to be on a $20 million fifth-year option, probably. So I don't. I try not to worry about that kind of stuff. Let's move into a different piece of this. Not directly related to the salary cap situation. But the reason I thought about it was it was based on a conversation that was had last week about, you know, if the Packers might be willing to draft a quarterback in this draft. And I thought, well, you know, if you have Aaron Rodgers, I think that the quarterback is out. The, that you can't you can't do that. You can't do that to Aaron. If he's coming back, it's with the idea that you're going to use the 15th overall pick on a player that can help him win now. And whether that's the smart thing to do, let's not even go there. But think about if he's traded. The spending at the quarterback position, the reason it could make sense, let's say you get an extra first round pick. Let's say you get 13. Not quite as good as seven. I think you have to get seven. I made the case in the leap last weekend, a newsletter I'd love for you to subscribe to, that if Anthony Richardson falls, use a pick on him because... He's that gifted. He's that talented. You don't know what you have in Jordan Love. And you could get five years on that rookie deal. And you go, well, that's crazy. They can't pay Aaron Rodgers $40 million and Jordan Love and a rookie quarterback all that money. Yes, they can. And they can because you're paying Jordan Love basically nothing this year. That money comes, the Rodgers money comes off the books. Once he's dealt, that dead money cap hits, and then next year, he's nothing. Jordan Love is playing on a $20 million fifth-year option or the tag, but probably that option. And then you have a rookie. Now, he's going to be making real money in the top 10, but it's probably going to end up costing you about what it cost on the cap to have Aaron Rodgers, $25, 30000000 million. That's fine. That's going to be less than like Derek Carr. There can be a lot of quarterbacks. You'd probably rather have Jordan Love and Anthony Richardson than Derek Carr. The Jets fans are going to get mad now. By the way, shout out to the Jets fans. I've been getting more messages from Jets fans who are like, hey, I've been listening to your show lately because I'm trying to figure out what's going on there in Rodgers. So what's up? Thank you uh, for the messages and, and for being a part of our little community here. I think, though, that Number one, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be off the board. I think he ends up getting Trey Lance. I think he ends up going top five. He goes, he's he's QB two. I think you could make the case with Bryce with with Bryce Young and the the size questions there. He should be QB one because he is the guy that if everyone the the analogy Todd McShay used, if you turn everyone everyone sliders up to a hundred and they hit their maximum potential, he's the best. His best is better than everyone else's best. And I think going back to like, you know, the the Trevor Lawrence draft. 
I, I kind of wonder like why, why Mac Jones ends up going where he does. You know, I, I get, I get I, in retrospect, I suppose I get the Zach Wilson thing kind of. The Jordan Love draft, like, I think Jordan has more physical upside than Tua. He may have more physical upside than Joe Burrow. It's just that Joe Burrow, from an accuracy standpoint, from a processing standpoint, from an experience standpoint, is so far ahead that he's really, like, Jordan Love is going to have to hit some tail end top two percentile of his outcomes to get to that level, which he could do. Justin Herbert, same thing. There's a lot of really smart football people that are like, Justin Herbert, that guy sucks. And he's hitting that that top 1% of his physical potential and looks amazing. Now, you know, go to the playoffs and win some games before we start crowning you, but that's a separate issue. This idea, though, of having multiple picks and being able to use one on a potential luxury, you know, go read the article on The Leap. I think that that makes a lot of sense for a Jordan Love team because the money really ends up being whatever. And you have the upside of what could be a superstar quarterback, a Josh Allen kind of quarterback. Um, And that is tantalizing to be sure. That doesn't mean I'm not a vote of confidence in Jordan Love. Absolutely it is. I think Jordan Love is great um, as a prospect, but that's what he is. A prospect. But he's not a great player yet. Or at least he hasn't proven he's a great player yet. I think I think his stock as a prospect has risen in a lot of ways since he was first drafted because we've seen the progress. And that hints that there can be more. Maybe he's bumped up against the ceiling. Maybe he hasn't. We don't know. But that got me thinking about this luxury idea in the first round. And a quarterback pick is hardly a luxury, but when you have the upside and you want to chase that that tail end risk, go do it with a quarterback. Could you do it with another position? Could you do it with another position? I think you could. Our mock draft Monday today had me thinking about this, and I went into it going, what I'd really like to do is get that quarterback. I'd like to get that other quarterback and and give you an example of where it is. But I just don't think Anthony Richardson, who is the guy that I think is worth the risk, makes sense falling. I just don't think he's going to fall to 13. Seven, he could. But I thought, okay, Is there another player that if you end up with two first round picks, you could go luxury? I think the Packers did this um, in 2019. Rashawn Gary was a bit of a luxury pick at a need position, at a premium position, not a need position, a premium position. And then they drafted Darnell Savage, who was going to be a day one starter for them. You go back to last year. Devontae Wyatt, like they needed some juice on the defensive front. They need an extra pass rush. He didn't deliver that to them, but... That was the guy you needed. You didn't need Quay Walker. But you got him. He's a luxury. And so if you get an extra first round pick, do you go the luxury route? So. At 13, I went Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, the pass rusher. Justice Muscada 
um, posited on Twitter that, okay, Preston Smith is going to be on this team now that you've restructured his contract for a long time. Rashawn Gary is going to be on this team for a long time. Kingsley and Ibarra looks like a really solid edge three. So first round edge doesn't make sense. I disagree. Give me all the edge rush and we'll figure it out. The the Eagles just show that. Now I know in the, in the playoffs, it didn't show up the same way. But part of that is because you got old guys, Brandon Graham, Indomitian Sue, Linval Joseph. Um, and sometimes you just run up against someone who's great in Patrick Mahomes. I would never stop investing my pass rush, but I understand the point. And I, I think it's something that I will be thinking about as we move forward here, because remember, it's always about the player who maximally impacts your roster, who maximally impacts your team, who improves it the most. That has to include playing time. And if they're just not going to play, not ideal. But then the then the luxury. Don Kincaid, the tight end from Utah, is getting some heavy first round buzz. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus loves this dude. Uh, not as much as Daniel Jeremiah, who thinks he's a top 15 caliber player, has, has mocked him to the Packers, I think, twice. He has two drops in the last three years or something crazy. Um, and is the kind of middle of the field guy that, and, and really on the boundary too, he catches everything in his area. You don't have to be an elite athlete to be a good tight end, although I think that we see this consistently. So keep an eye out on the tight ends during the combine. But this extra this extra pick, could you use it on a luxury? I think tight end is where I could see the Packers going, look, we don't normally do this, but there's too much that, that could be gained from a good player here and investing makes sense. They can grow with Jordan Love. Yes, tight ends right away don't always have the best track record of producing as rookies, but this is an investment in Jordan Love. And so it would make more sense now than really it ever has for the Packers. 45, Will McDonald, another edge. Again, you can never have too much pass rush. Never. Always upgrade your pass rush. Safety, 78, Sidney Brown from Illinois. For obvious reasons, they, they need some depth there. And then um, Tank Bigsby, the running back from Auburn. In the in the Aaron Rodgers deal that, it, that I got the 13th pick for, I also got Corey Davis, which is why I did not take a receiver. I can, I can hear you. The reason I paused is because I could hear the screaming in my ear of fans going, they didn't take a receiver. Yeah, okay. Corey Davis and Dalton Kincaid. You've got two guys now who can work the middle of the field, who can play in the slot, who can play outside. Compliment Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. And you really you really have an opportunity for something. Have a lot of fun with something. And give Jordan Love every opportunity to succeed. I think it is a it is a um position that you're you find yourself in rarely. And yet the Packers could find themselves in that position two years in a row. And what do the math quick? Three out of five, is that right? 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, three out of five years with two first round picks. And and hopefully they they hit the same way that like a Rashawn Gary does. Hopefully Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker get much better and, and we see um, the fruits of those draft picks as well. All right, back tomorrow, we got more this week. The Combine jumping off. 
Packers coaches are not going to be there, but the front office staff will be there as usual. We will be following all of it. Follow me, speaking of, on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up, you can do it on Twitter. Do it on the Facebooks. And anytime you want to hang out with us live, you can do that on our YouTube page to stay locked on Packers.